This is The Blood Doctor Show. On a Saturday morning, though, we actually had this conversation on a Thursday. I had my man Huli come back on from the Truth Be Told Sports Podcast. You can pick that show up wherever, uh, anywhere you get your podcast. TBTS, Truth Be Told um, Sports Podcast. Awesome show. Um, a lot of really good stuff. We got into some of what they've been talking about recently uh, on their show today, um, including a really interesting discussion about what's going on with uh, Jackson State and other HBCUs and how they can uh, take advantage of that. We did have some technical issues at the end, so the interview gets a little bit cut off with Huli, but we'll get him back on soon, and uh, we'll talk this stuff out some more. But for now, let's just dive in and talk to Huli. And joining me now for the first time in too long of a time, I might add, because <laughs> I'm lazy, you know, and that's really the problem. From the Truth Be Told Sports Podcast, King Huli, what's up, man? What's up, bro? How you doing, Doc? I am good. The new kid, the new house, the new studio, the new echo that I can't figure out. All kinds of good stuff going on in my world. You oh, know. man. Hey, congratulations on all of that stuff, too, bro. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm trying to live like an adult for once. It's really weird. Oh, yeah. I just got a big boy job, so. Oh, yeah. There you go. So <laughs> we're, we're moving up in the world, but we're still getting, sitting here, like, yelling shit into microphones about sports. So that's... It's how you keep it. It's how you keep it real. You know, you still scream in the microphone like a psycho, do, but you grow up a little bit every now and then. <laughs> right. So what? Uh, oh, Maybe right. Eh, oh yeah. God. <laughs> I have to yell for a moment. I have to just yell for one moment because it just before we came on here, it was announced that Devin Booker is yet again not a starter in the All Star game. I'm sure he'll get picked as a replacement by the coach. But I just, I just have to ask, when is it Devin Booker's time, man? He was the best player on a finals team. And he still can't, he's not an all-star right. starter. I just, it, when is his time? It, it just, I, that's what I want. Uh, the unfortunate part for him, dude, and I and, and I happen to agree with you. Um, uh, the unfortunate part is the rise of John Morant recent, in recent play. You got to look at it from, like, the, uh, the business of the NBA. Uh, John Morant is more exciting right now. And he will put more butts in the stands for that uh, that All Star game. And see, and okay, and I find that as as, as a starter, because you know Devin Book is going to be there. Yeah, he'll be there. And I and I I, I get the point. I, I understand the John Moran is exciting thing, mm-hmm. but it's funny to me because all the people who would say that are the same people who would say that Kobe was exciting, and mm-hmm. Devin Booker's game is Kobe's game. Right. And so I just I I, I can't. My man can't win. Yeah, I just terrible. hope it. I hope it drives him to get to the finals um, and get over the hump this time. All I right. think it definitely will. Yeah, well, I, dude, I've said a billion times how, how good I think the Suns are. I don't think anyone needs to hear me say that again. But <laughs> okay, I, you know, let's just let's do this. We have I'm to get it out. Of the, let's just do this. We have to get it out of the way. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. Okay. And so let's just talk about the game, the game that ended the Buccaneers season. <sighs> And now Tom Brady contemplating retirement, maybe his oh. career. I'm sad. I just, <laughs> I'm just sad. So I just uh, bring the slander. Uh, Let's go. Bring it. Come on. Yo. Okay. Um, look, I uh, you know, initially when Tom Brady was uh, with uh, uh, New England, I couldn't stand Tom Brady. <laughs> I couldn't stand him. Uh, it's just because, like, I hate New England. I think I spoke with you about, like, why I don't like New England or whatever before. Um, but – 
he was attached to that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it took him when, you know, leaving that, that organization, going and putting on a different uniform for me to, to uh, acknowledge. I would say acknowledge out loud his greatness. Because I've always, like, even when New England, I was like, yo, fuck, that guy's good. You know? But I didn't want to say it out loud because, you know, that would be rooting for the Patriots in my mind. <laughs> you know, and I, and, and, and I would never do that. Like, David Ortiz, shout out to David Ortiz for making the, uh, the Hall of Fame. It took until he took off that uniform for me to be like, oh, that guy's good. <laughs> yeah. You know, that is, that's one of the, that's one of the few dudes who's like a true, true New York killer. Yeah. You know, David Ortiz is a guy yeah. who, because, you know, Pedro had his moments here and there, but mm. still got shelled a lot. And, you know, other dudes left, but Ortiz and Manny. Just oh my goodness. The two New York killers. And, and so that, yeah, that I can, I can understand like why. But they were all. They were also good, and when they left that organization, I was like, "Hey, you know, I can, I can, I kind of pull for them, you know." You're better uh, than me. You're better Tom than Ray, me because I still Ray won't Ray acknowledge Snowman. Jeter. So I still won't acknowledge Jeter. So you're better than me. So I. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's bro. He's the greatest. <laughs> He's the greatest. But uh, speaking of the of the game, man, um, it was, I, I, I Tom Brady, man. It, we were very close to seeing him. You know, we saw him do what he does. Yeah, you know, we saw we saw the greatness, and then and then the uh, the Buccaneers defense just you know shot the bed, and uh, and Cooper Cup happened. Yeah, you know that yeah. that dude is special. I mean, there's really no two ways about it. I mean, yeah, I know. Perfect. I I just I couldn't. I just yeah. I don't even. I mean, I I I I I, <laughs> I simultaneously felt just blown away <laughs> that he did it again. And then felt like so let right. down that they blew it. And so it just was like, it was in a moment of elation and then horror. It was like the reverse right. of the Seahawks Super Bowl. Like, right, right. You know, hey, hey, it's karma, buddy. Yeah. That's what it is. I guess. <laughs> I guess fitted for that, but he had to sit on the sideline and watch that happen too. Yeah, I guess, I guess seven wins. Eventually you can't, you can't take them all. So uh, do you, are, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the whole I, he's not retiring, right? He's got. I've always thought it would be at least one more year. All of a sudden, there's all this. Man, I and I I know him better than everyone, but I'm still asking because I'm just curious what everyone's opinion is. I don't think there's any way he won't play one more season. I think he would play one more uh, because he deserves that send off. That's that's kind of what I feel, but I don't know what you know, I don't know Tom Brady or anything. But I, I always yeah. felt like this is a three year thing. Right. Oh, in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he would come back and try to win one more if he, especially if he goes out on top. Um, that yeah, that'll be it. Uh, but I think if he if he comes back, is this gonna be off? He's he's gonna say he's gonna. Re- if he doesn't say he's gonna retire, he's gonna say he's gonna retire at the end of the season. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I I don't like I don't think he has. I think it's one more. That's just mm-hmm. what I think. I always thought this was gonna be a three year thing. So that's right. So that's where I'm at. But it's still, for me, I'm just like, oh, because I just, I'm not, the. it's going to, whenever he does retire, whether it mm-hmm. is in the next few weeks or next year or whatever, I'm. it's going to be dark. I'm going to be, people aren't going to hear from me for a while. Or I'm going to be in my cave. Like, just, <laughs> you're sad. Yeah, right, buddy. Just like rewatching. I, feel, I felt the same way. I felt the same. I felt the same way when Jeter retired. Yeah. I'll just be in so my I cave, feel, feel like, like watching highlights on repeat. Like, 
<laughs> I'll text you. He's like, yeah, did you take a shower today, buddy? Let's <laughs> go take a shower. <laughs> let's, let's get up take let's, a shower. <laughs> let's get up, get out of bed today. Come on. It's get out okay. of bed today. Come on. It's okay. <laughs> speaking of speaking of not being able to get out of bed, where are you on like New York sports in general? Because it's not oh pretty. My. Um, I'm, I'm, as a Yankees fan, uh, optimistic, um, this team has been so close to, you know, getting there or winning, um, and just to fail, uh, I don't want it to be like the Buffalo Bills, like of the nineties. I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's not like that. Uh, we haven't won a world series since 2009 and it, you know, how you know, how you know how, how how sucky it was to watch the Chicago Cubs win the World Series before the Yankees won, won another one. <laughs> and that's just speaking from like like it really. That's such. Really, it it really. My uh, my co-host is a is is a uh, is a lifelong lifelong Cubs fan. All right, uh, he hadn't seen the Cubs in the play in, you know in the World Series in his entire life until he was thirty six. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Yankees have made it there like with. <laughs> Nine times, or whatever, and won five World Series championships, and I'm bitching about that because I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's just fucked up, but like that's just how I feel. Is that bad? No, I think that's I think that's the whole Yankees exceptionalism thing. I'm pretty sure that that's right. how everyone expects you to feel. Yeah, so I, like I generally feel the same way about the Red Sox. Like when they have years like they've been having, I'm like, right. well, why haven't we won three World Series since then? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Red Sox have been better than the Yankees, so. Oh. Yeah, but you guys but, haven't either. So it's well, like, since two thousand nine, we we have been. I'm just saying, and I'm still bitching. So I yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I and I and I hate that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that even more. Um, but I had to remain optimistic that we're, we're going to win one. Uh, as far as the Giants, man, with the changes, um, uh, got to remain optimistic about that stuff too. Because like uh, David Gettleman, man, they, at one point, if you listen to the show, at one point I was like, it's on site. If I see this dude, I'm <laughs> I remember that. I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, if I see this dude, I'm smacking him, and, and that's how I felt, dude. Because like he just tore he he tore that team apart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and then and now he just washes his hand. He's like. You know, and I just quit. Like, I hoped he would have got fired. Uh, and then Joe Judge, like, I uh, promoting someone for special teams to head coach is like taking somebody off the fry in McDonald's and making him the CEO of, you know, or district manager. Like, why would you do that? You know, yeah. the guy had no experience. Of course, he, you know, he he probably was in college or whatever, but he he's never more than what a wide receiver coach at the most. And now he's the head coach. Like, who's dick you sucking? Yeah, that was that was never a good hire. And no, and but what do you feel about them? Like, you know, uh, what's his name, Joe Schoen or whatever, came out and committed to Daniel Jones. Like, what the fuck? Uh, like, yeah, it's like from from bad to worse. Like, why would you? It's it's it, it was common knowledge that Daniel Jones should probably not be the quarterback. When he was drafted, I was watching. I, I no lie, I was in the uh, uh, in game premiere. And I was in, and I forgot what part was going on in the movie. It was really quiet though. And then you hear me like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> like in the middle, like it's like, <laughs> like Daniel Jones. Who's Daniel Jones? Like shh. <laughs> like who the fuck is that? 
Oh it's, it's like why would you commit? To, why would you say that? You know, so why would you just commit to to him being there? Like, his, it's it's clear he's not a starting quarterback. He's a clipboard holder, like what we say on our show. He's a clipboard holder at best. He's I'm, not starting, but quarterback material. He's I a nev- great backup. Yeah, I I never understood that pick. I don't get it now, and I don't unless it's one of those things where you know, come on. Sometimes you come in, you say shit, whatever. But I right. I just I this is prime time to reset the whole fucking thing. I mean, mm-hmm. what, I mean, what, what, I don't even know, like, I don't even know what pieces the giants have that I'm looking at that are like, okay, that's a core piece because like, you want to say like Saquon Barkley, he's injured all the time. You don't have a quarterback, you know, I mean, maybe there's some, but he's been around for a while. Yeah. He's been yeah. around for a while. And right. So it's just, I don't, yeah, it's, I, yeah, I, I'm surprised you can stay optimistic, but Hey, I guess that's just, that's just... <laughs> it's, it's, it's a new regime. You know what I mean? Fair. I guess. Fair. I guess. Like, you just... We'll see what happens. Yeah. If, it, if it's much of the same, then next time I come on your show, I'll be bitching even more. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's fair. Um, yeah. Staying on football, what do you think of this weekend? The Bengals, Chiefs, Rams, 49ers. Like, have you thought about, like, who you think... Do you know who, you're gonna, who you would pick or what's your thoughts? Um, I like how... Oh yeah, of course. Um, I thought about this. Like I've been watching so much football lately. It's been great. Like picking up their, the uh, the red zone is probably the best thing I've, I've bought all year. Yeah. Um, uh, this weekend, um, conference. I'm going to take the Chiefs and I'm going to take the Rams. Mm. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs uh, for. I like Cincinnati, man. Cincinnati's a young team. They're just not ready there. You know, they're just not. They're not that team that's going to go over that hump right now and then you are playing light skin Jesus in the Kansas City Chiefs at home. <laughs> Good luck with that. You feel me? <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> oh man. Um the Rams is 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 it's is going to stay the same as any uh um as I've been you know talking on uh, about them on uh, on our show. It's on the way Matthew Stafford plays. It's going it's going to be predicated on on his play. If he goes out there you know saying as a dog like was in the first game uh, they're gonna win. Um, if he shows up, kind of, and the defense steps up, then they're gonna, you know, they're gonna win because we know San Francisco, San Francisco, sorry, and Jimmy Garoppolo are not gonna put that ball in the end zone against a good defense. Yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of expect a pretty low scoring game because I just feel like the 49ers defense is playing like lights out right now, and you know, they, they, are. they have the the line that the Buccaneers do not to cause right. problems to the Rams defense to not let those downfield routes develop. Mm-hmm. So this, I agree with you. I, I think this could be like, if Matt Stafford hits quick slants and they move the ball, this game is over. But if yeah. I, I could see like a, a slug fest being something where the 49ers have, I don't want to know if I want to call it an advantage, but I think a definite uh, a chance because mm-hmm. of how good they are in the run game and how good they are in the defensive line. Well, Debo's uh, Debo. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be depending on the play. No, like he, it. Hopefully, he's not as injured as he let on be when he, you know, at the last game. Because remember, he limping all, he limped off the field. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna uh, if they uh, if if they could use Debo Samuel's effectively against the Rams, then they they have a chance. But if you if they have to rely on Jimmy Garoppolo, hang it up. Yeah, I've I I always hammer the whole legacy drive thing with Garoppolo, and I think mm. I've said it on this podcast too. Like 
He had two chances in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. He didn't hit either one. He had three chances against the Cowboys. He didn't hit any of those Mm -hmm. where he just had a chance to score a touchdown in a huge moment and prove, hey, I can do this. And -hmm. he still still can't. And the weird thing is, like, he hit three or four really beautiful throws in that Cowboys game. And it's just Mm -hmm. like the dude can play, but he just Mm -hmm. can't do it himself. You know what I mean? Like, he can't. He could throw whatever scripted throw you need of him, but he could never figure it out on his own and then make the throw. He's always too late. And so, yeah, I, I, I really think the Rams are going right. to win this game, but there's just a small part of me that I don't know. I'm wondering. And I, and as, as far as the Bengals just, and Chiefs I'm go, I'm just really. Okay. As far as the Bengals and Chiefs go, I just want the Bengals to win. That's all that is. Like I, right. I, I love Joe Burrow, and I just want the Bengals to win. But right. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, I'm just happy there's no Cowboys in um, in Oakland, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Las Vegas. My bad. Uh, <laughs> Raiders a Super Bowl, bro. You know how close we were to having that. <laughs> it like in L.A. like so far it's like, been like the most ghettoest shit you'll ever imagine in the world. Oh. Yeah, you would, that that would have not been. Yeah, that would that been, it would have been taken over by Raiders fans. Right? You would have oh, hated yeah. that. That is that is too funny, man. Oh, um, Cal- do you know me, Cal- <laughs> That's oh, terrible. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it it would have been <laughs> ugly either way. I mean, although disaster averted. Yeah, that's that. They, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> they don't want to travel. The the Forty Nineers fans don't want to go to LA. Um, what um. I, yeah, I just, man, I, what, okay, which one of those things would you say is more likely to be upset? So you, you pick, you're picking the Rams and the Chiefs. More likely to be an upset? Yeah. Like, would you uh, say the Bengals oh, or 49ers definitely. are more likely? Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, I'm saying the 49ers over the, uh, over the Rams. Uh, it's yeah. more likely. Okay. Yeah. I think that's probably, I think you're probably right about that. Um, I don't, I don't really know. I like, I don't know if I can even bring myself to bet on this weekend because I'm just so mm. bummed out about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I can make the right picks. I'm like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> my team's out. I don't know what I can do. Right. It seems like I would be like cold and emotionless and calculating, but instead <laughs> I'm like even more emotional than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of LA. Right. We might as well just go right there. Like okay. I, we, we didn't really get a chance to talk about the Lakers coming into the season. Like mm. what did you, what did you think about the, I, I can't, I don't remember if you guys talked about that specifically on the show, like how you felt about the Lakers in general uh-huh. coming into this whole season. And then, and then now obviously like, cause I've been outspoken. Like I thought the whole thing was a joke. I yeah. thought the Westbrook fitting was terrible. I think, yeah. I think that's proven to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, what I thought initially, I was like, Oh wow. That looks, you know, that looks, that looks really good, but that looks good on paper. You know, uh, we got to see how these guys are going to play together. Um, didn't anticipate like the injuries. I didn't anticipate you know the uh, the other like little bullshit that happens in between. Uh, but God, this it's actually worse than what I thought. Like on paper, like in 2012, this this team would be the shit. Yeah, this this sure. team would be the shit if this was 2012. But sure. problem is it's 2022, and you still have <laughs> a uh, was like a 36 year old, 37 year old LeBron James leading the team. You know, uh, push. He shouldn't have to he, to uh, be doing this right now, and this at this part in his career. You know, uh, Anthony Davis like is amazing player, but if he can stay on the uh, stay on the court, you know, uh, it, it, it'll be different. Uh, Russell Westbrook turns the ball over so much, like you know, is he is part? It becomes a part where he becomes like a liability. 
Yeah. Like, and you right- know, yeah, do I want to play you in this game? Because, you know, this team's defense is pretty good. And, like, you already turned the ball over, and their transition to offense is, uh, is amazing. They're just going to blow us off the water because we know you're going to give them points. So let's and- put somebody else in. And right now they're playing the 76ers and they're down 12 and they've only scored 29 points with eight minutes left in the second. And this is, is a there? day where, yeah. And there's no, no LeBron. Nope. And it's, this is the Westbrook and AD thing. And it's just like, you know, they, I, I, I know their thought process was, well, Westbrook is going to be able to carry the load on those nights when LeBron can't play or whatever and blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it's like, dude, it, he, he can't. And I'm not, I'm not trying to dog like Westbrook as a hall of famer. He is a Hall of Famer. And I think that people misunderstand, like, I think Russell Westbrook was once one of the greatest players in the league. I just don't think so now. And I think that he did get really inefficient in his career went on and he wouldn't come out of that. And so I just didn't understand this thought process at all. I thought that the Lakers title team was the one team that made sense because they put him with defenders and shooters and let him play point guard. And it was perfect. And I just don't understand this thought process. I don't get it either. Um, you would think, wh- were they right now, uh, 24 and 24, looking at this game, they'd probably be 24 and 25, uh, 10th spot for the uh, in the playoffs, like for like yeah, in the play, they're fighting for playing. Look, in the beginning of the season, you wouldn't think it would it'd be this way. You, you know, uh, we would say on the show, Lakers are five. Like immediately, like Lakers are five. Like, oh yeah, they're going to they're gonna win another chip. But like, this is not... This yeah. is for a play-in spot for, in, in a play-in tournament. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you're at the bottom of that. And that's – I don't know. I'll be surprised if uh, – I, I what what I think will happen, like, after the, the All-Star break, they'll probably make a little um, make a little run uh, because, you know, the NBA won't allow LeBron to not be in a top, top 20 team. You know what I'm saying? So I think they'll make a little run. They, they're probably they, – I'm not going to say where they will be on the uh on the spectrum of the playoffs but they will they will make the playoffs I, right I, right right now they're fighting yeah they don't like support right now i mean i really think the play-in is their best hope like i don't yeah. i don't think they're getting above seven like yeah. I, I i just i didn't understand the roster construction i still think it's a flawed team and i, I don't think there's mm-hmm. any way they get out of the first round so no and i and i you know i people hate on me for that and i'm just like all right whatever we'll just come see when the playoffs happen and everyone like after the Nets game the other night, I saw some Lakers fans who were like, woo, we're coming for the Warriors. And I'm like, dude, KD didn't play. Like, Kyrie didn't right. play. Like, right. what are you talking about? What are you like, talking about? Oh, <laughs> the shell of James Harden played. All right. Fair yeah. Point. And, yeah. like, didn't he say he's uh, going to explore free agency at the end of the season? Well, yeah. And a bunch of people, like, came out and said that he hates Brooklyn and all. And he refuted that. But, I mean, mm. you know how it is, dude. Like, these like people get all, all sources. They don't know shit, but people don't say this shit for no reason. Like, right. If you've been walking around bitching to everyone about how you hate Brooklyn, like we heard that, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and it's just, it's one of those things with Harden. I think Harden kind of doesn't, plus this is not Houston dog. Like not everyone in this city is there for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you could probably walk around Houston mm. and say whatever you want and no mm. one would ever talk twice about, you know, they're never going to say bad about Harden because it's James Harden in Houston. That's his city. This is you in New York. You can't just walk right. around saying shit. People don't yeah. care about you in New York. Nah. Like, you haven't. Nah, not, not, not at least. He's got no cachet with them. He's got no cachet <laughs> nah. with them. So it just doesn't. That's it. He's, uh, he probably just don't like this. Uh, he's just there for like the strip clubs and he's like, oh, the rest of Brooklyn? 
Yeah, for I don't real. Know about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just you know, strip clubs. You know, and like the uh, chocolate milk shops and the, you know, the yeah, the, the pizzerias, you know, what I'm he right? He doesn't like Junior's Cheesecake. You know, he don't go there for that. <laughs> he looked like he liked Junior's Cheesecake. He looks like he likes Junior's Cheesecake. <laughs> he looks just like he does. But oh man, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, one actually, this is a total. This is a complete jump, but I actually just before I forget, I wanted to ask you, but I listened to the, um, I really liked what you guys did bringing up everything that's going on with Jackson State and Dion and a prime oh, time, yeah. excuse me, oh, for prime, sure. excuse me. And I really love that episode. Um, and just for the record, for the few people who listen to this, don't all follow college football in the way that they follow basketball. Jackson State, where Prime was coaching, Deion Sanders has recruited the number one overall recruit in college football. Mm. He's close to flipping other recruits who are in the top 10. Jackson State is not even a Division I school, and they are they are flipping guys who would play in the Bull Series. And you guys mm. just got into essentially how that's changing the game for, for college football in general. And I just wanted to talk oh, about yeah. that because I haven't, you know, we I don't talk about college football a lot on this show. So I just wanted to talk to you about that. some of those points because i thought that was really interesting and just specifically about you guys mentioned like well do you feel that do you think that this is like the start of something or do you think that this is more like this is specific to it's dion fucking sanders man and he can do more what do you like or or what what do you is this a is this a mold that other hbcus can follow to start bringing the best players to those schools that's what i'm hoping uh happens uh um with uh with this um hbcus like you know you know historical you know uh, black colleges and universities have been aren't aren't known for like football aren't known for the big things you know um therefore like sometimes their funding goes on you know goes under the table and it's, it's historically been that way um you get a lot of talent that comes out of there but you don't get a lot of talent that goes in so with uh taking taking these top talent athletes, like, you know, going instead of going to like your Alabamas or your USC's or uh, <clears throat> going to schools like that uh, and, and, and taking their talent to like a a, 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 a black, uni- a black university where they would be around kids that are like them. Right. Um, they, it, 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 it has the potential to um, create something great. You know, you know, put some more money into those universities where we start seeing like, I mean, and I'm not saying like right now, but like later on, uh, we'll start seeing we, we can have more black doctors, black professionals, and, and we can change this stuff around. Uh, it has the potential to be that way. But uh, speaking from a football sense, you know, it will be great to see, you know, different like different schools come up. You know, what I mean, um tired of seeing Alabama every year. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing, you know, uh, uh, all these other, other schools, like, uh, every, the same, it's the same schools every year, but like it gives it a fresh, uh, something fresh. And that's, that was one idea I had. And a lot of people mm. tell me, no, this is crazy. But mm. I think like it, for Alabama, you're in the title game every year. I think that mm. they should lose some of their scholarships and those should be reallocated to other schools. <laughs> they should just have to play. You shouldn't be able to get every single top five player. Maybe mm. you have to recruit some walk-ons and still some mm. guys will be excited to walk on to Alabama, but right. why not take some of that money and give it to other schools? Because otherwise you're just literally funding Alabama being the best school 
and right. nothing else. And, and 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 nothing else essentially because you see uh, what what, church, what what comes out uh, these football players right, uh, and it kind of like we were talked about nil so like before we might get into that soon. Um, I don't want to say they're dumb, but they are. <laughs> I mean, you know, there, there's some in there, you know, that you have you have occasional rose scholars and stuff like that. But you put, you're essentially getting you you're ushering these kids into these big name schools, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you are giving them a quote unquote college education yeah. uh, in basket weaving, like who gets fucking degrees in basket weaving or whatever. Yeah. Um, you push them into the NFL with their won't do anything with like you know say and and, and you have stuff like um stuff like the henry rugg situations happen right, right now out of the nfl or maybe not like something like the uh, that's extreme the henry rugg situation is kind of uh might be a bit ex- extreme but like these guys some of these won't make it to the nfl yeah and now they essentially kicked out with you know you gave your all your time for the, to the school and to this organization, and now they don't care about you. Like you just, you know, you you wasted energy. Right, right. And that's what Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon was talking about too. Mm-hmm. He was saying like, you know, he valued the education that he got from mm-hmm. Oregon because he felt like he knew or had talked to, you know, kids from other schools, and like the education they were getting was garbage essentially. Right. So, um, and and I think that I do think that's um. An important point is like, like you said, like, as far as, uh, you know, younger black kids wanting to be around other black mm-hmm. kids, like who are like them, who understand their experience, mm-hmm. but also from an educational standpoint, like, oh, for sure. right. Like, because like going to a school like Alabama, I, I'm not trying to hit a hot button topic, but for example, that's a place where they're going to treat critical race theory, like it's bullshit. Right. And so that's going to make you as a person like uncomfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, for sure. So that like that has a lot to do with it, and so that's why I wonder. Like, I mean, it did. I, again, I don't know if the model is necessarily repeatable 100%. Just because Dion is such an electric character, I don't know mm-hmm. how you, I don't ne- know necessarily how you get it done. But there's got to be something to this. Like, let's hire that, big names. You have to hire. You have to have hire uh, uh, the coaches. It has to be the coaches. Uh, it has to be. The, it has to be. It, to me, like we said on the show, it has to be HBCU. The whole group. To right be, for the all of them to be all uh, all in, right? And um and and unless it's like that, then it's not going to be. You know, I mean, I I, I don't see it moving for uh, uh past it, but they all have to be all in on uh, on, on the same accord. Right. That was and that was kind of your thought process. It was just like everyone. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a conference thing, not mm-hmm. just a school by school thing, right? Like it's, right. Everybody's got to be in on it together. Right. Yeah, you got to okay. be in on it together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I think, see, I think, I think you're right. Like I, I, I you would know better than me, obviously, but I just mean, I think you're right that it could be super powerful. I, and I would love it if it would be something that eventually destroyed the NCAA. Cause you know, right. the NCAA has no, it's not a legal body. It's not a government authority. It's just, a, mm. it's just something that the schools agree to follow for some reason. Right. And I mean, you know, it doesn't like, it sticks out to me that, HBCUs are not considered power universities by the NCAA, right? And I know that right. that has to do with sports designation, but that still says something, right? right. Like, so I I think about all these things all the time. And so when I saw that, when I like saw he's, when Prime started to flip dudes, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And I wonder if this will start their elevation to FBS. 
Right. Um, like, hopefully, you know, that's the, I think that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. I, I mean, if you're flipping prospects, you fucking should be. Fucking. It should be, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, and that's on the... I know that, like, it was pretty cool, too. Like, he's... Because, like, a bunch of other schools were interested, and he just stayed. Like, and he right. stuck with his kids, and now they're building something special. Like, I, I'm... After after the whole Prime Prep Academy and everything flamed out, you know, like how that shit kind of went, like I'm really glad that uh, I'm glad that this is like going well for him because that right. was that was all kind of ugly. But right, right. Um, you're, I, I would assume then you're pro nil deal, right? I'm definitely pro nil deal. Yeah, yeah, good. Me definitely too, pro. for sure. Yeah, definitely pro for for that same fact that like we were talking about it before. Not only for like those. Those school, these guys, these, these 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 kids, essentially these kids are, are just given a um, a scholarship or a chance at an education, and the stuff they go through, the stuff they put their bodies through, the stuff they you know, they, I don't think that that edu- that quote unquote education. I know this is a podcast. I'm using quotation fingers here. Uh, I know like that's it's not really working. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of they end up. I don't get washed out of scholars, never make it to the NFL, end up like selling cars and stuff like that. But meanwhile, these schools are making all this money off of them. So pay them. Do something. The NCAA don't want it. You know, they don't, they, they, the NIL deals, I think it's kind of, it's great, but I think it's a scapegoat from the NCAA. Okay. So you think they're using NIL to not pay them? To not pay them. Uh. Right. So they don't have to pay them. They like, uh. you know what, you can get money elsewhere else and that's fine. But we're not giving you a dime. We already I, gave you this education. I, I can't disagree with you. I don't understand why colleges don't just have a salary cap. And like, why is it college recruiting just free agency? And you just, you'll get paid to, like, I don't know, you know. Again, the word amateur did not exist. They fucking made it up. It was literally invented mm. to, to, to create this fake stuff. Right. He's like, oh, you're a student athlete, you're an amateur. It was literally invented for this, to exploit the work of young kids. And so I just, I've never understood, let's just, I mean, now we've got the transfer portal, let's let's set a cap. Let's have some, let's pay some money. I understand not wanting to have old school baseball style where Alabama and Oregon pay, can pay for everyone, but you know, <laughs> let's set a salary cap, let's make it happen. <laughs> right. And that is the Blood Doctor Show. Peace to you and yours as we go forward in this 2022. Check out my Twitter feed and everything for lots of new fun stuff coming. Peace to yours.